Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Countdown with Keith Olbermann is a production of iHeartRadio. Two fifteen Celsius, six foot three, two fifteen, blonde or strawberry hair per the booking office at the Rice Street Jail in Atlanta. So if Trump actually does flee, the police of the world will be busy looking for Carrot Top while Trump himself escapes. The Never Surrender graphic with the mugshot was posted at 9.24 Eastern Time last night, and the Never Surrender t-shirt, priced at $47, with the mugshot, went live minutes later, and the Never Surrender photo is a photo of him right after he surrendered. So, talking about a mugshot on a podcast, I'm suddenly reminded of the hundreds of listeners in the 30s and 40s, and the joke in the more recent movie, Radio Days, all asking the same question. Every time ventriloquist Edgar Bergen and his dummy Charlie McCarthy appeared on network radio, he's a ventriloquist on the radio. How do you know he's not moving his lips? As I assume you have figured out for yourself, they do not actually weigh the defendants who are booked in Atlanta. And as it turns out, it does not seem like they even ask them. The likeliest explanation is that they employ one of those guess-your-weight guys from the carnival or the county fair, only not one of the good ones. 
quote, in the case of former Trump personal attorney Rudy Giuliani, explained the Washington Post, jail records initially listed him at five foot nine and 180 pounds. But later in the same day, the numbers had changed without explanation to five foot 11 and 230 pounds. An individual who accompanied Giuliani to his booking said they did not recall anyone asking the former New York mayor for his weight, nor do they recall him being asked to step on a scale. End result, according to the Atlanta offices, Giuliani outweighs Trump by 15 pounds. Though the idea of the mugshot is new, for most of us, the booking of Donald Trump is by now a ritual as old as the nation itself, passed from one generation of Americans to the next. To his supporters, this is something they seem to have convinced themselves until last night was never actually going to happen and about which they take dire umbrage. Ned Ryan, Ryan with a U, the one-time George W. Bush speechwriter and now head of one of the three million different organizations out there to fight against the lack of conservative representation, Ned Ryan with a U went on Fox and said we were in a cold civil war and Sarah Palin, who is a dope, went on Newsmax and said, do you want us to be in a civil war? Because that's what's going to happen. We do need to rise up and take our country back. And one is inclined to remind the witch from Wasilla, who has all the tanks? And which side is enraged to the point of insurrection? Another insurrection. Enraged to the point of insurrection by a photo of an insane old man who would sell them all for $3 a piece and who has spent the last eight years conning them out of their money, and they're ready to go and fight over his momentous decision to return to the dying social media site formerly known as Twitter to post this photo he so hates. Well, if it's civil war, at least it's about something important. There is a lot of amateur psychoanalysis of the pose, and a lot of projection, on both sides, and oh, by the way, the fake turned out to be pretty close, didn't it? But as a now middle-aged man, I can offer you insight that others cannot. I can tell you that whatever Trump wants his cultists to believe, he positioned himself like that not to look stern, nor resolute, nor civil war-ish, nor incapable of surrender, at an event literally called a surrender, he positioned himself like that for one reason and one reason alone. To hide his chins. The irony here is that the real action in Atlanta had nothing to do with Trump, not directly anyway, but as I suggested yesterday, if Trump actually winds up in prison before the election, we may have to thank an ex-Democrat from Harvard Law who devised a scheme he knew would be eviscerated by the courts, but proposed anyway because he thought it would buy Trump time to tie Biden up in the courts and throw American democracy into a confused mess in which the dominant political structure would be provided by roving gangs of attorneys. Of all of the Trump 19, only Kenneth Cheesebro 
invoked the Georgia law guaranteeing a defendant a speedy trial, a law which guaranteed him at least a scheduled first day in court no later than Friday, November 3rd. D.A. Fonnie Willis came back yesterday and said, I'll see your November 3rd and raise you one speedy trial date. And she proposed that it all starts on Monday, October 23rd. And she was specific, not just Cheeseboro's trial, but all of them. That's 60 days from now. Shakespeare may have had Hamlet ask who would bear the law's delay, but the law's delay is the primary feature of the legal game. 60 days is lightning fast. Whether Willis is seizing the unexpected door Cheeseboro has opened for her or she's playing chicken against him, I could only guess. Either way, she and Cheeseboro's team are in essence drag racing, and if the DA's motives are uncertain, Cheeseboro's are unfathomable, unless he's avenging himself against Trump for getting him into this fine mess. Also of note, Jim Jordan is threatening a congressional investigation of Fonnie Willis because... I guess her name came up in the investigation a day popomatic device that Jordan and Jamie Comer and Marge Green co-own. Nitwits. The other actual news story from Atlanta buried under Mugshot Watch 23 was the sudden punt by Mark Meadows. Yesterday morning, Meadows was still trying to get out from under the onus of the same booking process Trump boneheadedly trumpeted. He got his hearing on his motion to move his trial into federal court, and he argued that should relieve him of the burden of having to be processed at the Rice Street Jail. And then the judge said, no, sorry, smile and watch the birdie. Not that Meadows had another legal play at that point, but the alacrity with which he raced to get fingerprinted was amazing. By 3.17 yesterday afternoon, Meadows' mugshot was available online and suitable for framing. The hearing on the Meadows motion that what they've indicted him for, he did while an official in the presidential administration, and thus it is suitable only for a federal court, will be Monday. D.A. Willis replied yesterday and said that's part of the reason they indicted him, that while a federal official, he violated the Hatch Act, which precludes simultaneous political activities like when he joined Trump in a meeting with Michigan legislators at the White House on November 20th, 2020, and when he tried to connect Trump with Pennsylvania legislators the next day to talk about the election results. Clearly political activity, wrote the district attorney. The judge now has an even more complicated decision than it first looked to be. Meadows was arguing to move his case to federal court because he was a federal officer during the alleged crimes. The district attorney is now conceding that, but saying he can't hide behind it because he was specifically doing something that was illegal for a federal officer while he was a federal officer. So does criming while in the White House void the protections of being in the White House? But of course, all of that is really complicated, especially for American television viewers at least in the opinion of news executives. So instead, let's just point at the mugshot and count the chins. I'm not criticizing the spectacle. It also matters. I'm also doing it right now. I'd just like to see a little of the steak along with the sizzle from the reporters who had the steak at the Milwaukee Chop House Monday night before the debate, presumably on the Trump campaign, on their dime, 
I'd love to see those expense reports, by the way. It wouldn't be like reporters to double dip on dinner receipts. And speaking of that debate, a little postscript. I would like to apologize to you for having missed the unfathomable lack of logic that this provided. President Trump, I believe, was the best president of the 21st century. It's a fact. Trump, at 2.20 Thursday morning, by the way, declared Ramaswamy the winner of the debate because he said that, because he praised him. Trump never noticed, wouldn't care, wouldn't understand. The moderators didn't notice in real time. I didn't notice watching it. Most of us didn't notice the blank, unanswerable stupidity of that statement. If Trump is the best president of the 21st century, why would you run against him, fella? Vivek was supposedly the most searched name during the debate, and this is one of those vague statements of fact that everybody can impose their own assumptions on. It's like the percentage of Americans who think the country's going in the wrong direction. That includes people who think the Democrats are destroying it and the people who think the Republicans are destroying it. Search data doesn't mean like or hate. It just means, who the hell is this guy? It could also mean that the audience in real time caught the best president nonsense or the other gaffe made by this male version of Elizabeth Holmes. I miss this one, too, possibly because I find the guy so amazingly off-putting, so reeking of the three-card Monty dealers of Broadway, that I found myself instinctively checking to make sure my wallet had not been stolen. Quote, the U.S. Constitution, it is the strongest guarantor of freedom of human history. That is what won us the American Revolution. Now, that's not quite as hallucinatory as Trump's great moment in Revolutionary War history, the day he claimed that George Washington's army took over the airports from the British. But it's still pretty bad, especially considering it came as Ramaswamy was talking about immigrants like his mother, knowing more about American civics than voters do, and how some of the voters should have to pass a civics test before getting to vote, in which case Ramaswamy himself would be sitting the next cycle out. The timeline is not difficult. You don't have to have it in as much detail as I will give it to you now. Last true battle of the Revolutionary War, Yorktown, ended October 19, 1781, well before lunch. Treaty of Paris, ending the hostilities, September 3, 1783. Annapolis Convention, which we kind of owned up to the fact that the Articles of Confederation just were not enough and we needed a, a constitution, September 14, 1786. Final draft of the Constitution presented September 28, 1787. Constitution comes into force March 4, 1789. Oops, we forgot the Bill of Rights. It's adopted December 1791. So saying the U.S. Constitution is what won us the American Revolution is like saying Abraham Lincoln rode to his inauguration in an automobile. By the way, I wonder if Ramaswamy has any idea of what my old college professor Ted Lowy used to say about the adoption of the Constitution, that that was the beginning of the end of personal freedom in this country. Still, we're talking about the guy. Also of interest here, it is utterly amazing how much the franchise, the experts, the sport itself 
are all playing down the fact that baseball's unicorn, the sudden centerpiece of its entire marketing strategy, its potential $100 million a year free agent, Shohei Otani, has torn the critical ligament in his pitching elbow and may need Tommy John surgery again and no pitcher has ever come back full strength from a second such surgery, it's almost as if nobody wants to believe that unicorns are called unicorns because they don't exist. That's next. This is Countdown. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Countdown with Keith Olbermann. This is Sports Center. Wait, check that. Not anymore. This is Countdown. With Keith Olbermann. In sports, juxtaposition is everything. Early yesterday morning, the Los Angeles Angels announced Shohei Otani, the unprecedented combination pitcher and designated hitter, had torn the ulnar collateral ligament in his elbow, the UCL. Thus, he will not pitch again this year. He may need surgery. They call that surgery Tommy John surgery. And if he needs it, he will not pitch for at least a calendar year. At at least some of that time, he would not be able to hit either. Last month, the Angels chose not to trade Shohei Otani, even though he was approaching free agency unsigned. What happens to him now, what happens to them now, is anybody's guess. Otani was leading in home runs, slugging, and 
pitcher's ERA+. plus. He was, practically speaking, baseball's first two-way player since Wynn Mercer served as the regular third baseman and one of the starting pitchers of the 1899 Washington Senators. And he didn't do it that well. About 12 hours after the Otani announcement, Steven Strasburg of the Washington Nationals, not the Senators anymore, but the Nationals, announced he is retiring from baseball at the age of 35. Entering the majors as one of the best pitching prospects of the century, Strasburg struck out 14 men in his first big league game, and while he was often brilliant, he was also often hindered by injuries. Strasburg was the most valuable player in the 2019 World Series, won by Washington. Since then, he had appeared in 31 innings over eight games due to thoracic outlet syndrome, where everything, nerves, blood vessels, everything going from your lower neck to your armpit gets compressed. Otani hurt, Strasburg retired. This underscores the great truth about baseball pitching. Ever since throwing overhand was made legal for the 1885 season, every pitcher has ultimately been the architect of his own demise. The motion, the throwing motion, just cannot be sustained indefinitely, and in many of the game's greatest pitchers, it can't be sustained for very long at all. And it is absolutely possible that the greatest stretches of pitching in baseball history were accomplished by guys you have never heard of. You heard of Harry Krause? Harry Krause was a rookie with the 1909 Philadelphia A's. He was not even in the starting rotation of that team when the season began. But in his first 15 starts of the 1909 season, Krause had an earned run average of 1.00. Probably less because they didn't keep track of the difference between earned runs and unearned runs in 1909. 1.00 was the highest it would have been. Krause won 14 of those 15 games. He threw seven shutouts in those 15 games, and he won four of those games one to nothing. And sometime in game 13 or game 14, he hurt something in his arm or his shoulder, and he would pitch in only 51 more games and would be back in the minor leagues three years after his extraordinary run. Pitching. Fleeting. As an aside, I must note that in tweeting about this yesterday, I pulled off a Lulu, an all-time great blooper in writing. I said that Otani's UCL tear, quote, could, at minimum, keep him off the mound indefinitely. Well, uh, if indefinitely is the minimum, I'd hate to know what the maximum is. Also in sports, London's Daily Mail claims in an exclusive that the Super Bowl organizers are going to have to look elsewhere for a halftime show next February in Las Vegas. They have been turned down by Taylor Swift. Ms. Swift says she's flattered, but she'd rather wait until the game is played in a city closer to her heart, like Nashville. She did not say this, but bluntly she could have. At this point in their respective popularities, the NFL should have the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles play a game at halftime of a Taylor Swift concert. Stop. 
Still ahead on Countdown since literally 1979, I have been reading this one James Thurber story aloud to classmates, to girlfriends, to TV audiences, to the dogs, to you guys, to passersby on the street. Whenever it is that dark November in my soul, as not Thurber, but Herman Melville put it, I get this one Thurber story down and I read it out loud. And so I will again today, a box to hide in. First, time for the daily roundup of the miscreants, morons, and Dunning-Kruger effect specimens who constitute today's worst persons in the world. The bronze, Warner Bros. Discovery, it has announced a new streaming service called CNN on Max. If you don't know what Max is, it used to be HBO, but they're smarter than that, so they renamed it Max, as in Max Power or Pepsi Max or Max Zaslowski. So they'll start streaming CNN shows, Jake Tapper and the Anderson Cooper Silo Report, and it'll be part of the Max streaming service, CNN on Max, and... Uh, and and wait, didn't CNN have a streaming service like last year? And then they killed it after they spent millions on it? And they fired everybody and they fired the boss? And what was that called again? CNN Murray or something? CNN Plus Max? So when are they going to kill this one? Is this an annual thing they do over there or what? The runner-up, Riley Gaines, the immortal collegiate swimmer who starred at, well, she was second team all Southeastern Conference. Angered because she was defeated in the pool by a transgender competitor, Gaines has been working out her personal demons by endangering members of that community ever since. Sadly, unlike swimming, she's good at it. A right-wing organization posted a video of a California library asking anti-transgender protesters to leave after they violated library rules. Gaines retweeted that video and added, quote, Do we know the librarian's name and or phone number? We need Silent Majority to do its thing. And Silent Majority did its thing. Aided when Gaines did a follow-up with all of the contact info, anonymous people who are scumbags, scumbags like Riley Gaines, swamped the library with phone calls, and one of the phone calls included the inevitable bomb threat, which forced the evacuation of the library, and then Fox did a story about how Riley Gaines was slamming men trying to silence, etc., etc., rather than pointing out that Riley Gaines is a troubled young woman with a messiah complex and not very much skill at, you know, swimming. The winner, another one from Fox, Shannon Bream, Fox quote news unquote, and another reminder that the so-called non-opinion anchors there are just as full of crap as Jesse Waters is, and that's pretty full. I live in the Washington, D.C. area, she said, pertly, during an appearance on one of the Fox daytime programs. I think it was uh, the Guesswork and Rumors Report with Harris Faulkner. I have a lot of Northern Virginia moms who have kids in school, she continued, who've told me that there are schools who are now having to put litter boxes in for kids who identify as cats. This has not only been debunked eh, four or five thousand times, but... It was debunked most recently, like last year. You know the origin of this, right? It makes the fact that morons like Shannon Bream are on TV anywhere even worse. Kind of tragic, in fact. There are schools 
that have litter boxes for their kids. The litter boxes are kept in classrooms in case the schools are locked down because there is a shooter or there is another assault and the kids have to go. Shannon Bream of Fox Quote News, unquote, one of the real journalists, bringing you unconfirmed, debunked, third-hand rumors from last year. She's now on assignment finding the guy who was killed by that roll of Mentos inside the bottle of Coke. Two days! Worst person in the world! Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's been a long week. And every time I find myself thinking, it's been a long week, I like to turn to my book of James Thurber. And it's Fridays with Thurber, and it's been a few Fridays since I've done any James Thurber. And so let's start at the beginning. As I've mentioned many times, I read this story first aloud in a class in college in 1979, and a friend of mine came up to me and said, you should forget that sportscasting thing. You should read Thurber for a living. And I said, yeah, that'll ever happen. This is, for some reason, salvation for me, catharsis and every other emotion that is appropriate after it has been a long week. A Box to Hide In by James Thurber. I waited till the large woman with the awful hat took up her sack of groceries and went out peering at the tomatoes and the lettuce on her way the clerk asked me what mine was have you got a box i asked 
a large box. I want a box to hide in. You want a box? he asked. I want a box to hide in, I said. What do you mean, he said. You mean a big box? I said I meant a big box, big enough to hold me. I haven't got any boxes, he said. Only cottons that cans come in. I tried several other groceries, and none of them had a box big enough for me to hide in. There was nothing for it but to face life out. I didn't feel strong, and I'd had this overpowering desire to hide in a box for a long time. Oh, what do you mean you want to hide in this box? One grocer asked me. It's a form of escape, I told him. Hiding in a box, it, it circumscribes your worries and the range of your anguish. You don't see people either. How in the hell do you eat when you're in this box? Asked the grocer. How in the hell do you get anything to eat? I said I had never been in a box and didn't know, but that that would take care of itself. Well, he said finally, I haven't got any boxes, only some pasteboard cartons that cans come in. It was the same every place. I gave up when it got dark and the groceries closed and hid in my room again. I turned out the light and lay on the bed. You feel better when it gets dark. I could have hid in a closet, I suppose, but people are always opening doors. Somebody would find you in a closet. They would be startled and you'd have to tell them why you were in the closet. Nobody pays attention to a big box lying on the floor. You could stay in it for days and nobody'd think to look in it, not even the cleaning woman. My cleaning woman came the next morning and woke me up. I was still feeling bad. I asked her if she knew where I could get a large box. How big a box you want? She asked. I want a box big enough for me to get inside of. I said. She looked at me with big, dim eyes. There's something wrong with her glands. She's awful, but she has a big heart, which makes it worse. She's unbearable. Her husband is sick, and her children are sick, and she is sick, too. I got to thinking how pleasant it would be if I were in a box now and didn't have to see her. I'd be in a box right there in the room, and she wouldn't know. I wondered if you had a desire to bark or laugh. When someone who doesn't know walks by the box you're in. Maybe she would have a spell with her heart if I did that and would die right there. The officers and the elevator man and Mr. Grammage would find us. Funny doggone thing happened at the building last night, the doorman would say to his wife. I let in this woman to clean up 10F and she never come out, see? She's never in there more than an hour, but she never come out, see? So when it got time for me to go off duty, why, well, I says to Krennic, who was on the elevator, I says, what the hell you suppose has happened to that woman cleans 10F? He says he didn't know. He says he never seen her after he took her up. So I spoke to Mr. Grammage about it. I'm sorry to bother you, Mr. Grammage, I says, but there's something funny about that woman cleans 10F. So I told him. So he said we better have a look, and we all three goes up and knocks on the door and rings the bell, see, and nobody answers. So he said we'd have to walk in. So Krennic opened the door, and we walked in, and here was this woman, cleans the apartment, dead as a herring on the floor, and the gentleman that lives there was in a box.
The cleaning woman kept looking at me. It was hard to realize she wasn't dead. It's a form of escape, I murmured. What say? She asked, dully. You don't know of any large packing boxes, do you? I asked. No, I don't, she said. I haven't found one yet, but I still have this overpowering urge to hide in a box. Maybe it will go away. Maybe I'll be all right. Maybe it will get worse. It's hard to say. A Box to Hide In by James Thurber. So let me see, 70s, I read it aloud in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the aughts, the teens, and the 20s. Six decades I've been reading that story. I've done all the damage I can do here. Thank you for listening. Countdown has come to you from our studios high atop the sports capsule building in New York. Here are the credits. Most of the music arranged, produced, and performed by Brian Ray and John Philip Chanel, who are the Countdown musical directors. All orchestration and keyboards by John Philip Chanel. Guitars, bass, and drums by Brian Ray. Produced by TKO Brothers. Other Beethoven selections have been arranged and performed by the group No Horns Allowed. Sports music is the Olbermann theme from ESPN2, and it was written by Mitch Warren Davis, courtesy of ESPN Inc. Musical comments by Nancy Faust, the best baseball stadium organist ever. Our announcer today was my friend Richard Lewis, and everything else was pretty much my fault. So that's countdown for this, the 961st day since Donald Trump's first attempted coup against the democratically elected government of the United States. Convict him now while we still can. The next scheduled countdown is Monday, bulletins as the news warrants. Until then, I'm Keith Olbermann. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and good luck. Countdown with Keith Olbermann is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 